Wait, shit. Welcome back in Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode 212, as always presented by CouchGuysports.com. I'm your host, Alan Hegan, tonight. No Jared Scally. Jared was busy doing big boy things. He was buying a car because he wanted to get rid of his Jeep or whatever. He's doing big boy things. But you know what? At this point with Jared, if he's missing something, he's doing something adult-related. So I guess we kind of have to give him a pass for that. But obviously, no Jared, but we do have our... He's the fill-in at this point. He's the guy that we go to to fill in for us on the big podcast on the network. It's Diego Galvis, host of the Yellow Car Podcast, Suplex Biddies, and the assistant content director of Couch Guy Sports. Diego, thank you as always for filling in. Yeah, no, not a problem. And, and uh, thanks for having me back on. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity. Hope everything's going well with uh, with everybody. And can't believe that Jared's growing up on us so fast. I, I can't believe he's allowed to be behind the wheel of something. I just... Well, that see that's it surprises not, me. Right. But that's not even as much of 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 a concern as him being a dad. It's like, oh, he has to watch over someone else's human life. Like this is the interesting part. But no. That is the interesting part. Yep. <laughs> no, but Jared does a great job with the baby. Like I've seen him, you know, in person with his daughter. He's great with her. So shout out to Jared for being a dad and happy belated Father's Day to him. But we're not here to, you know, continue to boost Jared's ego because he already gets that enough. We're, we're going to be talking, this is going to be a Celtics heavy episode, two big moves that happened that kind of altered the franchise for the foreseeable future. But first, we're going to kind of take this in an NFL direction. And it's not Patriots because the Patriots have their own thing. You know, we have the, the Cam Newton, Mac Jones stuff, which isn't even real competition. We're not going to get into that. I don't want to see Diego's blood boil for like half an hour straight. And we have, listen, Patriots, we're going to have Patriots heavy stuff coming within the next couple of weeks, within the next couple of months, obviously, as, you know, training camp comes around, preseason comes around, everything else in between. The team we actually want to focus on is the Las Vegas Raiders, in particular, defensive end Carl Nassib. So Carl Nassib came out the other day with a nice little video, and he basically said, you know, I'm coming out letting everybody know that I'm gay. You know, this is what it is. You know, I hope that these videos weren't don't need to be made in the future. So to that video, the first thing I want to do is give him a round of applause. And as you're watching this, we were both clapping because this is a big thing. Like this isn't the thing to joke around about. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that we can't have players that feel like they can't speak their minds on this stuff, Diego, because this is legitimate. It's not like he's a different person because, you know, he just happens to like the same gender as opposed to a different gender. You know, he's still a good football player. He had like two and a half sacks last year, about 40 total tackles. Mm -hmm for the Raiders. So he's a good football player, but it's a shame that he literally had to come out and say, I hope these videos won't keep having to surface because that just shows that as a society, we still like expect that. And we shouldn't be expecting that. You know, it takes a lot of courage for this guy to come out and say, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I represent. These are my values and everything else, you know, either love it, hate it, or accept it. You know, but good for Carl Nassib. It's a great, great story for the NFL. First active player, people might say, oh, what about Michael Sam? Michael Sam wasn't in the NFL yet, and he didn't play in an NFL game. So this is the first true football player that's playing in the NFL to come out and say, hey, I'm gay. I hope you understand it. And shout out to Roger Goodell. I can't believe I put that in a sentence. But shout out to Roger Goodell for actually coming out and saying, like, we're proud of you. You know, this is a big step toward the future. So good on you. Diego, kind of your thoughts on the whole NASIB situation, anything that I didn't cover? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, um, 
you know, for, for the first active NFL player to come out as, as gay and, and have to feel like, you know, he needed to come out as that in the NFL. I mean, that's a great step forward towards the NFL embracing that society in itself has gotten to a point where it needs to be more acceptance of the not so ordained things of the previous world that we lived in. Um, they're doing the right things by accepting that, number one, we do need to be heavily educated when it comes to race and, and the separateness of, of that. Um, <clears throat> racism in itself in, in, in the United States and not just the United States, but the whole world in itself has gotten to a point where enough is enough and either we educate ourselves or we really don't have a future that we can offer to the society currently um, in the works. Um, and I think that in now adding the fact that more, um, more of the LGBTQ community are starting to embrace that opportunity and be able to speak up and feel like they um, they can get that burden off of their shoulders is uh, phenomenal. It shouldn't be a burden to begin with because um, if we are a society with common sense and understand that we are all humans and created equal, um, we should understand that it is everybody's choice to decide what they want to be with their own well-being and with their own life. Um, so for Colin, NASA, nothing but, you know, nothing but respect, nothing but um, happiness for him, totally deserved. Um, I am unbelievably proud of the NFL in itself, embracing that aspect of the game in itself. Um, Roger Goodell, I, I can't believe I'm saying this either, but good move on, on his end. But even more impressive move by the organization of the Raiders in itself and embracing that they have this opportunity to create a change in the game and getting behind it. Like that is very impressive for themselves. Um, I think it's a, a phenomenal, phenomenal story. I'm actually, uh, I was actually reading that just not too long ago that his jerseys now become in the past 24 hours, the top selling item across the whole entire league, according to fanatics.com. Um, yeah, which that, is, that was that was amazing to see. Two days Which in is a row. impressive. It's just impressive. It's 24 hours since since the uh, the news broke. Uh, it's impressive to see the country react in itself and embrace that as part of the sport. Um, now, if we could just embrace that, it doesn't matter if you're Latino, Black, Asian, or whatever background you are playing in the NFL, that we're all created equal and that everybody deserves the same opportunity. Exactly. And that's kind of the whole thing is like, again, Carl Nassib, he's not different because of something that he likes. The LGBTQ community is a community that needs to be embraced more and they need to be accepted. That's just what it is. And shout out to Nassib uh, for, for donating $100,000. I think it's said the Trevor Foundation, I'm pretty sure, which you know kind of contributes to LG, uh, LGBTQ communities mm -hmm. and everything. So you know, good on Nassib. It's an awesome step forward for the NFL. So yeah. Very, yep. very good thing to see. So, again, shout out to Carl Nassib. Amazing, amazing step. Yeah, it was the um, it was the Trevor Project, which is an organization that um, that focuses on crisis suicide prevention services to the uh, to the LGBTQ community, which is the most uh, susceptible community when it comes to suicide rates in the in the uh, in the world. So there you have it, making a difference every single day. You know what else makes a difference, Diego? Switching gears for a second. What is that? Making sure that you get a proper massage for when you're feeling stressed or when you just need something after a good workout. You know where you can get that, Diego? Oh, dude. 
<laughs> talk to me because yeah, I'm, 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 I've been a bit stressed. <laughs> I can tell you've had a lot going on, but to help you with your stress, Diego, let me introduce you to a little company called Exogun. The Couch Guy Sports Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Exogun. Diego, have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage right after? I don't know of any human being that hasn't felt that way. This is very true. This is a true statement by you, Mr. Dallas. <laughs> well, Diego, I'm here to tell you that you can get that massage without leaving your house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. With Exogun, it revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better in your life. Take it wherever you need it, whether it's at work, whether you're in the gym, or whether you're on the hiking trail walking with your loved one. Put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, it's adjustable, and it's powerful. And Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in-service recovery. Make sure you use it for that percussion therapy. Do you know what percussion therapy is, Diego, by any chance? No idea. I hardly even know what planet I'm living in. Yeah, well, that sounds like a you problem, but we can fix that <laughs> after, the, after the recording. But percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid concentrating pulsating strokes. Help gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun today. Now, here's where the kicker comes in. So everybody listen up. You get a deal out of this. And I'm talking to you that's watching this right now. You. I love deals. Well, you're going to like this deal, Diego. Get 10% off by just typing in the code CGS10 at checkout. And the good part about Exogun is that it comes with a charger. So you can always charge it and make sure it's ready to go at any moment's notice. And you have a carrying case. So that way it's easy to carry with you wherever you go. Go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. And again, I show this all the time because I have the product. Look at this thing. This thing is oh. unbelievable. You just go to the back here, Diego. You click that little power button, turns on. Then you tap it for the level. There's level one. Put it right on the area. Go to level oh two. Oh, God. Like, this feels really good right now. I wish I could just do this the whole show. It but almost looks like a speed radar. It does a little bit. It looks like a radar gun. I can see the, I can see the resemblance. Absolutely. But... Shout out to our sponsors at Exogun. They are great friends of the program, great friends of the website. So go to exogun.com, type in CGS10, and you will get 10% off your order for your massage therapy gun today. And that's a lot because those things are expensive. Those things 10%, 10%, like you're welcome for a couch guy, if you ask me. Those things <laughs> cost mucho dinero. A yep. lot, a lot, a lot. So, with that being said, we are going to have a Celtics-heavy podcast today. We have two big moves that went down for the Celtics, one being a trade, one being a signing. Mm -hmm. First, let's do the easier one. Let's do the trade because the trade happened first. So on Friday afternoon, Friday morning toward the afternoon, the yep. Boston Celtics traded away point guard Kemba Walker. Now, this is something, Diego, I think you can agree that this has been a big topic of conversation around the Boston sports media because – there were rumors about Kemba Walker wanting to leave. There were rumors about the Celtics wanting to move the contract anyway. Mm -hmm. Finally moved his contract. So Kemba Walker lands in OKC. And then along with that is the Celtics' first round pick in 2021. And then I think it's like a 2025 second round pick or something like that. I know it's a second. I just forget the year on that one. Mm -hmm. In return, they get 21-year-old Moses Brown, who keep in mind at halftime in one game this year had 19 rebounds. That's insane to think about. And you bring back old friend Al Horford that has one more year on his remaining deal. I think it's the deal he signed in Philly. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a cheap contract too. So there's some possibilities after next season. 
but you get Al Horford back into the fold and you get a, another draft pick. So first thing, Diego, I want to ask you this. When you saw the trade initially, when you saw the trade completed, what were your initial thoughts just right off the bat? I mean, my initial thoughts are that, you know, seeing Al Horford back in a way rubbed off the wrong way because normally when we see somebody come back in general, whether you're talking sports, business, or anything in life, normally when you see somebody come back to do the same role that they once did, it's either a sign of people taking a step back and analyzing what they could do moving forward, or it's a sign of really no progression moving forward. Um, but then as I, as I analyzed the move in itself even more, it made sense. Um, Al Horford is somebody who um, has worked before with Marcus Smart, knows his intensity in the locker room and his, his intensity in the game to begin with. Um, I think we can all uh, realize now that Marcus Smart is probably more than likely not going to be traded this year at all because he's just that essential to the Celtics and he proved it in this playoffs game as Jalen Brown was out. And um, sure, he was not the same caliber as Jalen Brown and I don't think anybody in the league is right now because um, he, he just brings a different animal to the game itself. Um, <clears throat> but altogether, you need that somebody who is intensive in the game and there is nobody right now more intensive in the game than Marcus Smart. Obviously, you know, discounting the fact that Isaiah Thomas is not even in the NBA picture to begin with. Um, but then I looked at more in depth of the deal in itself and getting a really young, whatever position you want to call him that he's playing right now. He's, he's, um, he's a center, seven two, you're a center. Yeah, you're a center, but you know, you, you could be multi-purpose depending on how oh, yeah. how you're trained. Um, getting a center that is that young, that talented, that fast, and that physical, that doesn't come very often in the NBA. And it's an opportunity right now that Brad Stevens in itself just made a lot of sense. And right. the deal being made with somebody that Brad Stevens is used to dealing with, it knows that if if he did something sneaky, that deal wouldn't come through. I'm, if anything, like I'm not super sold on the fact that Brad Stevens should be should be the president of operations for the Celtics yet. I'm just not super sold on that. Um, but seeing this move being made, it helped me buy into him a little bit and realize, okay, maybe there are some substantial roles in which Brad Stevens might have a say in, but I think right now more than anything, you need to continue involving Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in the decision-making so that you build a team sustainable for the future and that can actually have a, a title run. Because if you think about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and the amount of time that they have spent in this organization now running into four years, well, realistically, if you look at other players around the, around the league, you can say there's been about four teams with players who have been in, in the league for four to five years who have already been successful. An example, uh, Seth Curry and Clay Thompson. They've already been in the league for about six, seven years, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Right around there. But he won a few titles already. That's pretty goddamn successful. And they had a say in saying, we want Steve Kerr as our coach. Right. So so let me let me kind of throw in with this. And then, and then lastly, sorry, sorry to cut you off. And then lastly, just getting the opportunity to have that high of a pick in the 2023rd, um, in the 2023 NBA draft. I think it's a great opportunity seeing now that we just saw the NBA draft lottery last night 
And Detroit is now getting the opportunity to rebuild that team because now they're getting the number one overall pick. So, so, so here's my thoughts on the trade to kind of start off with. And I listen, I agree with you on a lot of what you just said. First things first, if you don't like this trade, then what trade are you going to like when Brad Stevens takes over the ship? Because you think about this, this is a win in so many ways. First of all, and the biggest thing of all people, which you need to listen to right now, if you don't like the trade still, Kemba Walker's contract is off the books. That is a max deal that you do not have to deal with anymore. That's about $70 million that you do not have to pay Kemba Walker for the next two years. Absolutely. Right. And and that's the biggest part of all that people that don't like the trade, I don't think quite understand. Get them off the books. So that way you create more financial flexibility. And never mind now, but like, like not to disregard your point because it's a very solid point of the whole entire conversation. If anything, it's the juice of the conversation, right? Yep. But in addition to their juice to make a whole meal out of this conversation, right? You are avoiding a massive luxury tax that would have mm-hmm. absolutely hurt your future for 2023 in order to build a potential championship team. Right. And, and that's the whole like thing. To- that luxury tax would have literally killed the opportunity to sign two to three players. And that's the thing too. And I'm glad you said that because I was going to get there in a second. The second thing, you bring in a piece that's going to help you next year in Al Horford, who, by the way, thrived in Boston in Brad Stevens' system. Now, obviously, Mm -hmm. Brad Stevens isn't the coach anymore, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But the thing is, Al Horford is a guy that can bring leadership and veteran presence to a locker room. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum all respected Al Horford when he was here. They all did. They were all sad to see him go. And Al Horford listened to him. Yes. listened to him. Yes, and Al Horford, and I'm not kidding you when you when I say this, Al Horford literally came out and said, if he found out a little bit earlier that the Celtics were signing Kemba Walker, he would have stayed. He would not have gone to Philly. He would have stayed. His yep. heart wanted to stay in Boston. He did not want to leave. He took the money, which I don't blame him, because that was probably the last big contract that he was going to get. Didn't work out in Philly. Didn't quite work out in Oklahoma City. Now he's back in a place where he's beloved and a place where – He's actually going to produce. Now, he's not going to be the all-star Al Horford. He's not going to be the Horford in his prime years. But if you can get a little bit of contribution on the defensive end, you can get a little bit of contribution on the rebounding aspect, that's fine. I'll take that for a year, and then maybe if he has to go, that's fine. Yep. Back to the – go ahead. Not only that, not only that, but just to add a little bit on on Al Horford itself, right? When you win the 76ers, he was not going to be that great of a fit. First of all, you have – a very prima donna kind of character in Ben Simmons who has his own little attitude problem of his own in number two. Probably he's going to be out of the 76ers this year. It's probably going to be one of the biggest traits that we're going to see happen this year. Did, 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 you two, hear about, did you hear about Ben Simmons, by the way, what people have said about him? Oh, there are so many things that people they, have they, said. It's they, just ridiculous. Basically, they said, long story short, he's babied. He's not liked by his teammates. Like, his family coddles him. Like, there, there's some there's some stuff that's not right with Ben Simmons in Philly. Go ahead. The, the guy is as soft as a marshmallow. I'll put that put yes. that out there. Yes. Uh, secondary to that, Joel Embiid doesn't like when his spotlight is taken away from. If Al Horford was to bring that physicality that we know Al Horford can bring, forget the fact that Joel Embiid would have wanted to work out with him and Doc Rivers at the same time, who Doc Rivers happens to be one of Al Horford's biggest fans and as a player overall in the NBA. Horford, Third to Horford, that, when, 
Horford wouldn't th- doesn't thrive in a two big system. That's the no. whole thing. When it's a one no. big system, he thrives. And then third to that, when he got moved to Oklahoma, he knew that his role was going to be minimalized because he just needed to be a person that inspired the rest of that team. That's all he needed to be. He was being brought in as as an as an inspirer, not as a player he is, not for anything else. He got offered a little bit of money here on the side just to do a little bit of consulting with the rest of the team, but he knew he wasn't going to get that many minutes. And as a, as a matter of fact, he didn't get that many minutes. He just fulfilled responsibility wherever needed. Um, now that he's back into Boston, he has the opportunity to take basically Brad's place as a coach and as a mentor in a team that desperately needs it. If you look at the Celtics in itself and how they were earlier in the year when they were in the bubble, they were so unobedient. They were the most undisciplined team I've ever seen in the NBA. Why? Because you have a bunch of 25 to 27-year-olds, irresponsible, in one of probably the best cities in the world right now to be partying at right now, that didn't have any restrictions in itself. That, that's and also... That's, wanna, and that's also... want to obey the bubble. Right, you and that's, didn't obey. that's on and off the court. Like, off the court, they couldn't prevent themselves from going out, yeah. having a good time. Like you said, it goes back to that undisciplined culture. And that's why I think that culture is going to change. And you know what? You have the opportunity now, if you want to go out and make some moves this offseason to set yourself up for a big offseason in 2022, there are some mm-hmm. names out there that you can go get and you will have the financial flexibility, and I'm going to keep saying it, to actually make the moves happen. So overall, and young I, people, young yes, core people. Young, that's all you need. But also stars too. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you can get stars. I, and I think Diego, I think we're in agreement. We like the trade. We think it's really good. And it sets them up for some interesting possibilities in the future. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into the next piece of Celtics news. But before we do that, guys and gals listening out there, summer is coming. Are you ready okay. to unveil your beach oh. bot? I'm going to answer that real quick. No, I'm not. I'm not even close. Diego showed off the pecs and everything else. Now, you know what? He's ready to go. But you're in luck because our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whack, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new, and I emphasize this, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say it's the GOAT of ball trimmers? Yeah, I said. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave did i also mention diego that this trimmer is waterproof too oh you can use it in the shower when you're getting ready for date night or you can use it in the wild and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball throw the lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker 
to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and your ears because nose and ear hair are just plain disgusting. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. You don't want to mess up on those holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use the Crop Preserver Ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat because it's getting hot out there. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use the Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, Diego. I'm talking two free, no charge gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with our friends at Manscaped. Final topic to get into before we kind of wrap up for the week. Another Celtics topic, and this actually happened. So we're recording on Wednesday, June 23rd. It's about 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This news came out about two hours ago. Yeah, yeah, right about two hours ago, yeah. So the Boston Celtics have their new head coach in place. It's Chauncey Bill. Oh, nope, it's not Chauncey Billups. It's actually Sam Cassell. Nope, not Sam Cassell. <laughs> Becky Hammond, I wish, but no. It is actually Ime Udoka from the Brooklyn Nets. Now, for anybody that's like, huh, who's this guy? We'll give you a little background on him. So Ime Udoka... He ended up playing in the NBA for a little bit. He had cups of coffee with like the San Antonio Spurs, New York Knicks, Los Angeles Lakers, Sacramento Kings. He was kind of a journeyman player. Mm -hmm. He became an assistant coach under Greg Popovich in 2012, stayed until 2019. Then he went to Philadelphia for the 2019-2020 season. Hint, hint, he coached Al Horford. So that's a big plus. And then in 2020 to 2021, so this past season, he was the assistant coach under Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets. So now, why the hire? Well, this is kind of the bits and pieces that we've gotten. So according to Adrian Wojnarowski, who's the big NBA insider for ESPN, this was a decision that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart all gave their stamp of approval to for Brad Stevens. People that describe Budoka say he's a young guy. He's very balanced where he can be playful and friendly, but also be serious what he needs to be. He's tough. He has an edge. He's defensive-minded. And this, those three Celtics were very impressed with them because Udoka had the ability to coach Tatum, Brown, and Smart at the 2019 World Championship Games when Greg Popovich was the head coach and Udoka was an assistant. So you put all that together. And you know what? The Celtics needed a new voice in the locker room. Brad Stevens, I think he kind of lost the team a little bit. He kind of, yeah, exactly. Like the look on Diego's face says it all. He, They were tuning him out. They, they just needed some new blood in there. They need a culture change. That's what they need, an absolute culture overhaul. And I think that's what they're getting with Udoka. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't the first name I had in mind because he wasn't a name that we all knew, like Chauncey Billups because he won championships with the Pistons. Sam Cassell won championships with the Rockets and then his final year with the Celtics when they won it in 08. Becky Hammond trying to make history as the first woman head coach in the NBA. And I think she's going to get a head coaching job someday. And I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. And another name that came out too was Carol Lawson. That was another name. Now I thought that was a long shot of a name, but it's still a name that I think was in the fold. But after 
you know, doing extensive research. Udoka kind of separated himself from the pack early on, according to ESPN. And you know what? If Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are big fans of him, I'm a fan of him too, because you need to keep those two guys happy. You want those two guys in the fold for a very, very long time. So if you're going to do that, keep them happy, give them the head coach. So now you got rid of a big contract and you brought in the head coach that it seems like an A plus hire. So credit to Brad Stevens for making those two moves. Diego, overall thoughts, Ime Udoka, new Boston Celtics head coach. So number one, is it Ime? Is it Ime? Is it Ime? Ime. It's Ime. Ime. It's Ime. Okay. Ime Udoka. All right. Well, wonderful. Number one, it's a young coach with a hell of a career. 43, 43 years old. 43 years old guy who has experienced both sides of the coin when it comes to the NBA in itself. He played in the West and he's played in the East. So if there's anybody that understands the trends in both mindset in, in both game mindsets, it's Udoka, hands down. Mm-hmm. Went and played for Portland Trail Blazers, was in the San Antonio Spurs, Sacramento Kings, went to the New York Knicks, then went over to Spain as well, which the Spanish La Liga for NBA in itself has brought some talent. Let's keep in mind that the Gazal brothers didn't just grow out of thin air. It just came out of there. Ricky um, Rubio too, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, Rubio as well. So <clears throat> in itself, if there's somebody that has a lot of experience, far more than what Brad Stevens offered when he came here, it's Udoka. Because let's remember that Stevens was just a college coach at the time. Right. He didn't get to experience the NBA in itself. So somebody that actually played in NBA level and experienced it in itself, that is phenomenal. You have somebody that identifies with the mentality of a player nowadays more than anybody else in the game itself. Secondary to that, it's somebody that understands the youth and the way that the NBA is carrying it itself. It is somebody that, for the Spurs, worked very well with Kawhi Leonard. Okay, And when Kawhi Leonard was the first one to be unsatisfied with the Spurs, Udoka was the first one to coach him and be like, here are some potential opportunities where you should be looking at he's thriving at these opportunities that he's looked at. The fact that it just hasn't capitalized is different, but in even itself, though, even though in Kawhi, itself, somebody, right. And even though Kawhi brought a championship to Toronto, but I know what you're saying. I got you. But in, in, in itself, just somebody that understands what players want these days and is willing to be flat out honest with them and not give any of these political speeches that we have gotten so used to over the years with coaches like Greg Popovich, Doc Rivers, and some others. That, that is extremely important to embrace the culture of the NBA as it is these days. In the 76ers, somebody who re, re-energized Joel Embiid after a hard, disappointing NBA, NBA playoff exit that he took last year. He truly re-inspired him, and even before leaving, Embiid himself was playing street basketball to re-motivate himself, and it was thanks to Yudoka's uh, advice. Now you go over to the Brooklyn Nets. You re-energize our most hated player in NBA Celtics uh, history for the past 20 years in Kyrie Irving. So re-energize Kyrie Irving, re-shaped his fucking brain because the guy was a lunatic in itself at the beginning of the season. He's, he's, uh, he's still a lunatic. You know that. He still is. I have no hope for that idiot. I <laughs> He can burn in a hole for all I care. The Nets might even consider listing to trade offers for him. That's how great he's doing in Brooklyn. Like, he might retire. Right? 
Um, but to keep in mind though, like he was the centerpiece in advising James Harden to come to Brooklyn and right. offer him the opportunity that was in front of him because Harding was just so pissed off at the Rockets that he was just tunnel vision. His tunnel vision was, I need to get out. But he wasn't thinking of, I need to get out to a sustainable future. It was more like, just put me anywhere. I don't care where I go. Just put me anywhere. I need to get out of Houston. And Harding himself looked really good for Brooklyn. The fact that he got injuries, it's part of the game, dude. It and for somebody, for somebody his age, you're more than likely to be injured probably half of the season. It's going to happen. He was playing on one leg for crying out loud. Not only that, but he gained so much weight. And when he came to Brooklyn, like he was on a fast course of slimming down. And it was Yudoka who inspired him to slim down because otherwise this dude could have had a fatality in the court at that shape that he was in. Kevin Durant, even Kevin Durant has said it. Working for Yudoka is probably one of the best opportunities that he's had in his whole entire career. So when I'm looking at somebody like, like I mentioned before, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who has spent so much of their time with one organization and nothing has been accomplished, if there's anybody to re-energize and be that voice in the locker room, truly guide them and truly inspire them, is Ime Rudoka. Like one, one organization and one head coach. All Brad, all Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown know right now are Brad Stevens. Uh, Brad that's, Stevens. That's all they know. Now, what I'd be interested to know and what I'd be interested to see is what Udoka will bring to the table in regards of rebuilding this team. Because we know that we need a PG. We know that we need a couple of shooting uh, forwards. And we know that we need to work around Moses Brown and becoming our center. Right? I, I don't see. I think Moses Brown isn't going to start. I think he's going to be a guy off the bench. I think Probably. he's a, I think he's an energetic player and I think he's somebody that's going to help you, but it would not surprise me if they had Al Horford to start the season, starting at the five, which, which is, is fine, fi- which is fine. I it's th- just fine because Al Horford himself just last year looked re-energized and looked real good. There are, there are a few pieces out there. So let me just say these couple little tidbits. First of all, and I know we both said this. He was under the Greg Popovich coaching tree. Greg Popovich is one of the best NBA head coaches of all time. You couldn't look learn from Ken- anybody better. Look at Becky Hammond. She Becky wouldn't Hammond. be in the radar where she is because if if it wasn't for Greg Popovich. Yep, that's number one. I hate to I hate to like you know men explain myself here because in the NBA I think that there needs to be far more diversity than it is right now, and I'm glad that there's women right now getting the opportunity to be at the leading charge. But it's listening to great legends like Greg Popovich himself that gets you far. And this is an opportunity for Becky Hammond to potentially land a, a job somewhere. Like I, I could actually see her being like the Raptors coach. Which is fine. Like she needs to get a head coaching job and we all know that. But yeah. going back to it, that's number one. Number two, think of the other two coaches he learned under. He learned under Doc Rivers in the – or no, no, sorry, no, it wasn't Doc Rivers. I'm, my apologies. It was no. Brett Brown. He learned under Brett Brown, who Brett Brown, yeah. had a little bit of success in Philly. But then he also learned under Steve Nash and learned how to collaborate with those big egos in James Harden, in Kevin Durant, in Kyrie Irving. And then you bring in guys like Blake Griffin. You have to work with a guy like Joe Harris to make him such a great three-point shooter. Udoka, I think, is going to have a say with Brad Stevens and being like, okay – who can we bring in that's really going to help this team thrive? 
They need a point guard right now. Who's to say they won't call up Portland and just say, and just talk to them and say, hey, what will it take to get Damian Lillard to Boston? Tell me what the trade package would be. Just to see, because that could be an idea. But Udoka is fresh blood. He's a new voice. And I think he's going to create a new culture because, put it this way, I think the last draw for a lot of Celtics fans in the Brad Stevens head coaching era was when Kyrie basically stomped on Lucky, smeared his foot on the head, and no Celtics, I think except for maybe Marcus Smart, shocker there, were like phased by it. In the old days, if that was like the Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale days, they would have tried to find Kyrie and beat him up in the locker room. If this was 2008, Rajon Rondo would have beaten the living hell out of Kyrie Irving and probably be in jail. And Kevin and Kevin Garnett probably would have gone in and say, give me that, you know the word I'm going with here. Mm-hmm. Give me that guy and let, get him out here. Like that's that's how much different it is nowadays. And that's that's the thing. Like, can Udoka maybe convince Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, hey guys, it's great that you're all stars. That's a great accomplishment. But wouldn't it be better to get to actually the NBA finals? You guys were on the doorstep of that twice in your career already, two times already. And I think I think that's currently their mentality. I think, however, what lacks in this team right now more than anything is a discipline factor because Brad Stevens was just not that voice of discipline. Brad Stevens was just another young guy shooting the shit with a bunch of other young guys and hoping to make a run at it. He was trying to be passive aggressive. In this day and age right now, you can be that, but you also need to exercise discipline, which is something that Brad Stevens heavily lacked. If anything, Yudoka right now is going to be Brad Stevens' right hand because Sure, you have a president's job and obviously you have the ultimate say. But in terms of talent acquisition, Yudoka right now is putting you in a very good position because of his background. Right, and who's to say, right, and agree 100% with what you're saying, who's to say that he won't say to to Brad Stevens, I almost just said Danny Ainge, that's, you know, that'll probably (laughs) happen a few times. But who's to say Yudoka won't go to Brad Stevens and be like, hey, Tristan Thompson's on like a one-year deal. He's a big distraction. Can we get rid of him? And you and you can do that because you have Al Horford back in the fold now. And you just got another center in Moses Brown. Like, I would, if I'm Brad Stevens in Udoka, I say, okay, goodbye to Tristan Thompson, goodbye to Lou Cornett, because you have no use for Cornett, especially with Horford and Brown in the fold now, Moses Brown, that is. I would say with some of those younger pieces, see if you can get, you know, clear some cap space, try to get a shooter or two. Danny Green's a free agent. JJ Reddick's a free agent. So those are a couple shooters that you can get to get some scoring depth on your bench, which I think is big. Keep keep having guys like Peyton Pritchard and Romeo Langford maturing so that you can have backup guards, you know, to come in and play significant minutes because I think they're going to get significant minutes, especially Pritchard in his second year and Romeo Langford if he's fully healthy. So you have a lot, a lot, a lot of options here. And, and who's not who's not to say? Yeah, I just got to throw this take out there. I'm scared. Lonzo Ball. That's that's why not consider him. No, that's that's a good that's a good suggestion. I like that a lot. I think there's mutual interest. Twenty twenty three year old, a small contract of about I don't know maybe offer him fifteen mil. Right now he's being paid about eight, I think it is on an average. So I would even offer him like ten to twelve in that area. And here's the thing, he Lonzo Ball, and I think that's a great idea, Diego, because. He can be that pass-first point guard that he is. He doesn't have to shoot as much, but his shot's been improving the past two years. He can. He has Jason Tatum 
and Jalen Brown to work off of, that's pretty good. I and would... that is not an egotistic point guard by any means. That's somebody who wants to actually embrace the game in itself. No, that's his dad. His dad's the egotistical one. But oh, that's, that's, he's, that's... Dad, he's dad is just entertainment. It's like Tristan Thompson. Do we, that, do we really think that we are excited about Tristan Thompson? No, we were excited about the Kardashians bringing the entertainment into Boston. I, I, I was happy with Thompson. I was happy in the sense that he was a big bruising center that I thought the Celtics needed at the time. So that, that was the reason that I was happy with it from a basketball standpoint. I was excited about Thompson because he's the shit talker in the, in the court that we desperately needed. Because if you look at it, in the past, the shit talker for us was Kevin Garnett. After that, it was Rajon Rondo. After that, it was Isaiah Thomas. After that, we really didn't have anybody. We needed kind of that identity to be brought into the locker room. Somebody challenging. Somebody went to put somebody in their place and be like, you fucking suck. <laughs> so we're, That's we're, what Tristan Thompson brought. It's so, not that he brought a lot of talent because, quite frankly, his performance has dropped over the years. Yeah, he, um, he's nowhere near the Cleveland Cavaliers, Thompson. No. There's, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But we're going to leave it there. Celtics are in a great position now. They've made two big moves, and I think there's going to be more moves to come this offseason. I'm shout- excited for the offseason, man. Me too. Shout out to Carl uh, Nassib again for coming out. Great story there. Follow, rate, subscribe. Couch Chat Sports Podcast on iTunes and all the other platforms. Our account got suspended. Thanks, Nick Qualia. You still haven't recovered that yet. But if you want to get our episodes out, it's Couch Guy Sports at Couch Guy Sports on Twitter. Blogs, podcasts, uh, YouTube, Twitch stream, everything else. Check out Diego's podcasts, Suplex Biddies, a wrestling podcast, Yellow Card podcast, a very soccer heavy podcast. So go check those out. Check out Legends Lingo podcast, Rafters podcast, uh, Bernie and Chris, and all the other great podcasts on the network too. So go check those out. But Diego. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, happy to have uh, happy to have come on and great episode. I think I, you know, we'd love to hear feedback from all of you out there listening. And uh, as always, you know where you can find me on Twitter at Diego underscore the DJ and at Big Al two seven nine three. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week. Oh wait, shit. <laughs>